What's up, maniacs? My name is Sky Menhart, and you are listening to Manic State of Mind, a podcast where I discuss my journey with bipolar disorder, mental health tips, and more. Welcome to the show. So welcome, you all. Welcome to my new listeners. A very special welcome to you. Welcome to my constant listeners. It's so great to have you. And welcome to my semi-constant listeners. Hi there. How are ya? Just checking in. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. Um, I'm doing okay. I wanted to speak about something this week that I have been dealing with almost every day for a few weeks now, and that is anxiety. That is panic. That is having a panic disorder. Now, I know I, you know, I'm this kind of person. I don't love to define myself by my disorders, which I know is ironic because I have a podcast all about my mental disorder and I get that, but I don't love to label myself because whenever I start to think about all the disorders that I have, I just get a little discouraged. I get a little, I get a little weighed down and I'm like, oh my God, how many things can go wrong in a brain? I, I like, I have all the things wrong and it's a little upsetting, but today I wanted to speak about panic, 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 panic. Um, and I wanted to speak about panic attacks and what that's like, because recently, and I'm going to get into my experience a little later after we kind of go over some other things. But recently I've, I had a really intense panic attack. And so I wanted to talk about this this week because it's really relevant to my life. And if you listened to last week's episode, you will know that I did a poll on my Instagram and I asked, what's more interesting to hear about panic or rage? And most people said rage. So I decided to go with rage and Uh, this week I wanted to go with panic because for those of you who voted for panic, here we are, we're doing it. So I wanted to just, before we begin, I mean, not before we are beginning, but I wanted to just kind of go into what a panic attack is and what you can experience when you're having one, just in case you all may be having them and you're not aware of it or you don't know what it is, we're gonna go over what a panic attack is. So I did find this definition on Psychology Today's website. It's an article that they wrote. And so I will be putting that linked in the description if you wanna check that out, just kind of learn more about what a panic attack is, what it's like. So that is where I got this information, just FYI. I will be linking the articles I've used for research in the description of this episode. So if you're interested in doing a little extra digging, you can do that today. So a panic attack is a sudden rush of fear and anxiety that causes both physical and psychological symptoms. The level of fear is unrealistic and out of proportion to the events or circumstances that trigger a panic attack. Usually, if you've had multiple or ongoing panic attacks, you're diagnosed with a panic or anxiety disorder. So panic attacks have physical, like it said, physical and psychological symptoms. The physical symptoms include, and are not limited to, fast breathing, severe perspiration, trembling, chills, increased heart rate, dizziness, nausea, tingling sensation. There's just a lot of physical symptoms and the feelings you may feel are extreme fear. You might feel disconnected to yourself. You might feel a loss of control, imminent danger, and the fear of dying. The fear of dying. This is intense stuff, you guys. This is intense stuff. So panic attacks can last from 10 to 30 minutes. They usually peak within about 10 minutes, but some people have panic attacks for hours or even days. So there's really no set time limit to how long a panic attack can last or how long it can go on. 
And just like with any other mental issue, you know, panic attacks can be triggered by a variety of things. I mean, anything from anxiety, depression, or mood disorder, to extreme stress, to a thyroid condition, to overconsumption of alcohol or drugs. There can be so many reasons that you have a panic attack. I know sometimes I've had a panic attack just because I drank a cold brew. Just because I drank a cold brew, okay? So if you're someone like me, I'm kind of a sensitive person. I, th I don't know if I'm a highly sensitive person. I mean, I want to get into that in a future episode, but I'm not sure. I just know that I'm sensitive to things I consume. And we're going to get into that in a little bit. But I do want to talk about my experience. And so... Like I said, I'm sensitive to things I consume, and as you guys may know, I was, I have been not an advocate, definitely not an advocate, but a user of cannabis, okay? I like CBD a lot, I like the, you know, THC, whatever, and the other night, the other day, a few weeks ago, I had a really stressful day, it was a Tuesday, okay? It was a Tuesday, I, I was... I thought, okay, I'm going to go on a hike. So I'm driving up this mountain. There is snow and ice all over the ground. And I realize, oh no, I'm not going to be able to make it up the rest of the mountain. So I'm driving up this road and I'm like, I'm screwed. I can't go backwards because if I go back, I'm going to slip on the ice and fall off the mountain in my car. So I'm just going to have to go off into this ditch here to be safe because there's no way I can stop. Like, this is so scary. It was so scary. So I get stuck in this ditch. And I'm just hanging out. I'm like, oh no, what do I do? So I call my parents. I'm like, please help me, help me. I got stuck, da, da, da. whatever. And this girl, this girl comes up behind me in her car and she gets stuck. And so she's, we're talking to each other and she calls for help. And um, then my parents come. Turns out they know this girl somehow. Turns out the people who are coming to help us, we know these people. So it was like a really serendipitous situation in a way. And I didn't get to go on my hike, but I did get to walk up and down the mountain in the snow and it was kind of pretty. But anyway, so I had this really stressful experience and we had to get the car pulled out and it was so scary. We had to drive backwards down the mountain. It was just a really scary day. And so I think when I got home, and I was just going about my evening routine, you know, smoke a little before dinner to get my appetite going and then I'm going to eat and then I'm going to take my meds and hang out, chill, go to bed. And I was almost, I was almost there. I was almost at, a, at that spot. But I honestly think the stressful events of that day combined with the weed just really didn't work in my favor. And I really had the worst panic attack of my life. Now, when I go through a panic attack... Truly, it feels like I'm dying. My chest feels like it's closing. My my lungs feel like they're collapsing. My throat feels like it's closing. I'm getting nervous just talking about it. It just like puts me in this intense zone. And it feels like I'm dying. It feels like I'm suffocating. And my heart rate goes up and there's really intense pain in my chest. And so I was having this for a few minutes and it got really bad. So I was like, you know what? I think I'm having an allergic reaction to what I just smoked. I'm going to call 911. So I called 911 and... And this is where it, this is where it gets funny, not funny, but it was, you know, it was scary, but I go outside, they, they knock on my door, I go outside and I step into the cold air. And the minute I breathe in that cold air, I instantly feel a, like a wave of calmness come over me. And I'm like, oh my God, 
I'm not having an allergic reaction. I'm not suffocating. I was just having a panic attack. And so they're just talking to me. They're explaining, yeah, this was just a panic attack. Your heart rate is fine. Your blood pressure is fine. And I didn't want to go in the ambulance because I work a nine to five. I don't have enough money to pay for an effing ambulance. Okay. So I really tried. I just was like, I'm not going to the hospital. I just, I'm not going to the hospital. No way. So they helped me out. They checked me. I was fine. I went back into my room and I just kind of chilled in my apartment and it was good. But that experience got me thinking, like, this is something I should talk about on my podcast because I know I'm not the only one who deals with panic and anxiety. And especially now in the situation that we're in, and this is a global thing, we're all going through this pandemic. We are all having to live our lives differently. We are all faced with stress, with financial stress, with all of these outside pressures. So of course, this is a big time on earth to have anxiety. This is this is such an anxious time for all of us, for all of us. And so one of the things that I've been kind of understanding is that we really do need to deal with our anxiety. We need to cope with our anxiety. We need to learn how to not not embrace it, but we need to learn how to live with it. And we need to learn how to handle it in the best way that we can. And so one of the things that has really helped me kind of with my anxiety, especially after that first big panic attack that I had a few weeks ago, I've just kind of been having minimal anxiety since then. A few, like the day after I had my panic attack, I had several short panic attacks as I was driving in my car. It was a really weird feeling. And the really hard thing that you have to deal with when you're dealing with anxiety, when you're dealing with panic is that it it can hit you at any time. You can just be minding your own business, going about your day, and suddenly you're hit with this intense anxiety. And that's what I want people to understand, people who don't deal with this every day. You know, this is not something that just, that we choose to happen to us. This is something that just happens. Physiologically, it just starts happening and there's not much you can do. Now, I'm not going to say there's not much you can do. There is, there are things you can do and we're going to get into that. One of the things that really helps me, especially when I'm dealing with this anxiety, because a lot of times the anxiety will hit me at night, you know, right as I'm trying to fall asleep right as I'm getting comfy in my bed, it's like suddenly I'm struck with this anxiety. I hate to say it, but it's like a monster comes. And it's like, just kidding. You thought you were going to get sleep. Joke's on you. And it just comes and it just hits me. And I'm like, oh my God, this is the worst. And so one of the ways that I combat that at night, especially at night, is I will just hop into the shower. I'll take a warm shower for a few minutes. And then I turn the water on really cold, as cold as I can get it. And I just kind of allow that chill, that cool, cold water to reinvigorate my body, to realign my neurons, and to shock me out of that anxious state. And for the most part, this method is extremely effective. This method is so effective. And I really encourage you, if you are someone who deals with mania, who has that manic energy, if you can feel that intensity at times, I encourage you to try this method because it is really effective if you want to calm down and if you want to 
get your body into a better, into a better feeling, you know, into a better zone. If your heart rate is up, this can be really effective. If you even have a headache, the cold water is really good for that. It's super good for your body, regardless of if you have anxiety or not. This method is super effective just for, for weight loss. Cold water is great for anything. So I encourage you to try this one, especially if you're hit at night, right before you go to bed. If you have a way, just try to hop in the shower, take a warm shower for a few minutes, and then get in that cold water for one minute and just let it wash over you. And I like to pair this uh, this activity. I mean, it's not a fun activity, but I like to pair this activity, this, this you know, concept with visualization. So when I'm in the shower, I kind of visualize my anxiety leaving my body. Like it's like dirt coming off my body, leaving my body, going down the drain. And then after I take my shower, I I turn on the cold water and I just let that reinvigorate my body with positive energy, with positive ions. So that's a good way to like boost that. I just think visualization can be helpful in any kind of circumstance, especially when you're dealing with the, with the anxiety, with the depression. If you can visualize it and kind of visualize it leaving you, it can really help boost your mindset and bring you to that positive place. So another thing I like to do is breathing. Now, when I had my panic attack, I was hyperventilating, okay? I was like breathing so deeply in and then so forcefully out and it was really bad for my, like, I feel like I was getting too much oxygen. And the next day I called my aunt because she's a nurse and I was just kind of talking to her, asking about her opinion, what she thought was going on. And she said, honestly, it just sounds like anxiety. And one of the things you need to do is control your breathing, bring your breathing back to a normal, a normal place. And instead of overextending your lungs, you know, hyperventilating, try to just slow down your breathing because she said that sometimes you can get too much oxygen and then you start to feel tingly, then you start to feel lightheaded and it can be really bad. And that's where the hyperventilating comes in. So one of the things I do for my breathing is I do this four, I think it's called four square breathing, where you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for four seconds and then you exhale for four seconds. I know that's not a square, that would be more of a triangle since there's three steps, but that's what I thought it was called. So I'm just gonna stick with that, you guys. I'm not a freaking professional here, okay? I'm I'm just someone who deals with this stuff every day. So I just wanna encourage you, if you are having panic symptoms, please seek your doctor, seek a doctor, get some help. And I'm just here to be a little guide along the way. So another, another method, and this method is interesting because I've heard, I read this method on psychology today. I can put that article up if I can find it, but this method says that you should, when you're having a panic attack, you should just go about doing what you were already doing. And by, by acting as if you don't have a panic attack and by going about your normal activities that you had already planned, you're telling your body that you aren't anxious and you aren't, you aren't having a panic attack panic attack. And so this method, I tried this method because after I read that, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try this next time I have an anxiety attack. I'm going to see if it works. And it kind of worked to a certain extent. I still experienced a lot of the physical symptoms of panic. And so that was not fun, but I guess it helped me mentally to just kind of continue doing what I was doing and not let the anxiety interrupt or 
I don't know, get in the way of my previous plans. And so for this exercise, I encourage you just tr try to find something soothing that you can do while you're having a panic attack. You know, try to watch one of your favorite shows or just chill out, wrap yourself in a weighted blanket. Just try to find a calming position that you can just hang out and just kind of wait out this panic feeling, this anxiety, this anxious feeling. Now, if you are hit with a panic attack, say while you're driving, the best idea, the best thing to do is kind of pull over, find a spot, get get in a rest area parking lot, you know, go into that McDonald's parking lot and find a place where you can just chill for a minute and you can just catch your breath and and honestly you it, it's really not good to drive while you're having a panic attack it's really not so if you can pull over find a little place to rest and just take that time and allow it to pass through you um, that's the best advice I can give for if you're driving. Now, I know there's all kinds of situations where you can have a panic attack, unfortunately. And unfortunately, it will hit you at, at a time when you're not ready, when you're, when you, when you're not even aware that you're anxious. Like, that's the unfortunate thing about this disorder. But if you can just move about as you normally would and try to keep your breathing under control, try to stay calm, try to stay focused on something else. I think those are kind of the keys to dealing with this if you're hit with it at an inopportune time. Um, that's my advice for that. So another, another way to deal with the panic is by finding something to focus on. Now this could be anything. I'm going to give an example of like when I'm in my room, when I'm laying on my bed and I'm having anxiety. I can find an object to look at on my ceiling. I have a popcorn ceiling, so you can kind of see different designs, different shapes and patterns in the ceiling. And so I will look at that and try to find faces, try to find numbers, try to find symbols in those designs. I know that sounds really weird, but this is what I do to help with my anxiety. This is, I've done that since I was a kid, honestly. And I know there are people out there who do that too. But that's another thing that can help you whenever you're dealing with anxiety, say at home. Just finding one thing to focus on, making that your sole focus, memorizing every detail of this thing, looking at this thing, just really focusing all your intention on this one thing. And I don't mean a ment I don't mean a thought. I mean a physical object that you can see like maybe even if you have a crystal, just holding your crystal and looking at your crystal and just focusing on that for as long as you can, just until that intense panic feeling passes through. Because unfortunately, oh, and the best, the best advice I can give, the best advice I can give for a panic attack is just, just acknowledging that you're having it. You know, that can be really scary. It's, it's on, honestly more scary when you're not acknowledging that you're having a panic attack because you're not allowing yourself to just realize, okay, this is just my anxiety. This is just my anxiety. It's so crucial to separate yourself from your anxiety and say, you know what? This is just my anxiety. This is my mental disorder. This isn't me. This doesn't mean I'm actually dying right now. This doesn't mean I'm hyperventilating. This is just my anxiety. And if you can make that separation and make that distinction and acknowledge that it's your panic, it's a panic attack, and just say, this is, I'm having a panic attack, that can really help you because you're just allowing yourself to acknowledge that this is something that is out of your control. And there are things you can do to make this experience a little easier for yourself. 
Now, I was reading an article on Healthline, which I will link in the description as well, and they talked about benzodiazepines. And I just wanted to briefly touch on benzos. Um, I do take a benzodiazepine. Benzodiazepines are uh, medications for anti-anxiety like Valium, you have Clonopin, Xanax, you have Ativan, you have, what else, Ambien. Um, these are anti-anxiety medications that you can take. Now, I'm obviously not a psychiatrist, so I encourage you to speak with your psychiatrist before trying any new drugs, but um, benzodiazepines can be effective for panic attacks. A lot of times when I'm having an anxiety attack, I can just put, take an Ativan and then it just kind of helps me feel better. It just kind of takes away that intense panic feeling. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't experience any anxiety when I take, you know, after taking an Ativan, but it does help it kind of keep it, it keeps it under control. So I encourage you, if you do have these attacks frequently, talk to your doctor about benzodiazepines. Now, you do have to be careful with those because... They are, they can be habit forming, they can be addictive. I was addicted to clonopin when I was like 17 and 18. I was, a, I can't believe they gave me clonopin at 17. Clonopin is a really strong benzodiazepine and it's super addictive. So I was on clonopin for a while. I would take like six at night. It was really bad, really bad. So I encourage you to be safe in whatever you do, but you could ask your doctor about benzodiazepines and just see if that's right for you, because those can be really helpful when you're dealing with a panic disorder. So another thing that really has helped me is finding a mantra. Finding a mantra. And I know for some people, this can be a Bible verse. This could be one of your favorite quotes. This could be any kind of soothing phrase that you can say to yourself when you're having a panic attack that just helps you feel safe. For me, it's either way, I'll be okay. I just say that sometimes when I'm feeling a little anxious, when I'm feeling stressed, when I'm feeling angry, I say either way, it'll be okay. Or either way, I'll be okay. Either way, I'll be okay. And that really helps me kind of calm down and it just helps me realize like it's going to be fine either way. And I, I know that sounds a little silly. You may be like, oh, you're just saying words that rhyme. And it's like, yeah, I, I am. But they are really comforting. Like, don't underestimate the power of a mantra, the power of your thoughts, okay? If you can just say these phrases to yourself, these positive phrases, you can really align your thoughts in a more positive direction at a positive vibration. And you can change not only the way you see the current situation you're in, but the way you are responding to the current situation you're in. What I want to encourage you all to do is, I heard this, I've heard this in the spiritual community and I feel like it's pretty relevant. Respond. Don't react. Respond. Respond. Okay? You have to respond. Try not to just react in your emotions and just, and this is, this goes along with last week's episode with the rage. Try to instead respond. Come at everything from a place of love, from a place of acceptance, and try to respond to your issues in a loving and kind way. Be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself, you know? A lot of people go through anxiety. A lot of people have panic. A lot of people have these feelings. So I want you to know, number one, that you're not alone. Number two, your feelings are valid. They matter. You matter, okay? So if you're going through this anxiety and you feel like it's getting the best of you and you feel like 
it's taking over your life. I want you to know it's going to get better and you'll be okay either way, okay? It's going to work out. You just have to trust and sometimes in life we have to go through a dark experience in order to appreciate the beauty of life, you know? Sometimes you have to experience the negative to appreciate the positive. I know that's a cliche, but I'm being honest with you guys. That, that you know, it holds truth. Life, and this is where I want to tie it in because with bipolar disorder, you have the two poles. You have mania, you have depression, you have the light and the dark, you have the good and the bad. Not necessarily. Mania is pretty bad. Depression is pretty bad. But I'm saying the poles, the opposite poles. That is what life is all about. Life is all about polarity, the, the dark and the light, the negative and the positive. And so what I want you to understand is that you can't have one without the other. And even though we are all on this journey, we're all trying to find our peace, we're trying to find our happiness, we're trying to be fulfilled in our lives. And so unfortunately, life is never going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect. We're always going to have to deal with our issues, but we can make it easier for ourselves. And that's what I want you all to know. You know, it's it's gonna get it's gonna get easier. It's it's not it's not your problems aren't gonna go away. But as you go on this journey, you learn all these coping skills and you're able to cope in a more positive and healthy way. So it feels like it gets easier because you're coming at your issues now with knowledge, with experience, and with new coping skills that can help you move in a positive direction. So it's not going to necessarily get easier. Your problems aren't going to go away, but they're going to become more manageable. And that's what we want. We just want to have manageable problems and we want to have solutions to our problems. So I just want to encourage you not to give up on yourself if you're on a mental health journey and you feel a little discouraged. Don't give up. Just take a second, take a deep breath, collect yourself, and keep going. You can do this. I believe in you, okay? That's what I want people to know. So I think we all deal with our own anxieties. We all have things that make us anxious, that make us worry. But if we can become aware of these things and aware of our triggers, we can really move forward in a positive way. And so... That's one thing that's I'm I'm encouraging you to do. I think I encouraged you all to do this last week, just becoming aware of what triggers you. What makes you mad? At what time in the day are you having anxiety? What time are you having panic attacks? What's happening around you when you're having panic attacks? What feelings are you feeling before you have a panic attack? Think of all these things. Become aware of all these things so that you can handle it in a better way. Because if you know what's triggering you, if you know what's triggering the anxiety and the panic, you can control things in a more positive way and you can control how the outcome will go. You know what I'm saying? That's all I've got for you guys today. I know today was a shorter episode than last week, this week, but I hope you guys enjoyed what you heard. If you did, please leave me a rating, leave me a review, share this with your friends, share this with your uncle, share this with your grandma, share this with your with your sister, with your brother, with your best friend, with your girlfriend, with your boyfriend, whatever. I just want you guys to have such a good time. <laughs> I want you guys to have such a good time. I'm so happy for all of you. 
and I'm so thankful for all of you. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast today. I will be back next week, and I'm not sure what I'm talking about next week. I guess I'll figure it out before then, but I will be back. I will be back. If you want to follow the podcast, you can follow me at Manic State of Mind on Instagram, you, or Manic State of Mind Podcast on Instagram. You can follow me on TikTok at Sky Menhart. That is M-E-N-H-A-R-D-T. You can follow me on Instagram at Sky.Menhart for more content, baby. So if you're interested, please hit me up. Please DM me. Let me know what you think. Uh, yeah, my DMs are open. I'm open to questions. I can answer them on or off the show, whatever you want. So if you have any questions for me, hit me up. I will see you all next week.